0: You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104.
2: Clattered some lad. <gasps> clattered some lad on the way to work and came off the bike. No. Now, your man he clattered into was huge. Was like like a rugby player, kind okay, of big.
3: That's kind of good, though.
2: But he went. If that was a child, no, no, that he, could be very dangerous. Your man lost it. Your man just lost it and started going for him. And so he started charging at him, like just <gasps> after he was about to box the head off. Him. Oh, no. Didn't in the end, but you could, you know, in the rage, you see when someone's just snapped. They're going into their job, they're probably hating their God, and then out of nowhere, just smashed into the back by a cyclist, a courier, you should say. Uh, he just was not having a good time at all.
3: That would not be my reaction. Obviously, you'd be in shock.
2: <sighs> your mum was on just the ground, me. freaking out, I was like, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. And your man was just stomping over. Terminator style, I was like, oh, no. Because no one's stopping this lad, he's huge. Oh, God. Absolutely huge, yeah. Ooh.
3: Yeah Cyclists are dangerous I think we should shred them all
2: Oh you want to shred all that uh, This anti-cyclist propaganda Coming out of you Saoirse And you know what No we're not going to say, you know, no, the, no. the report from the IPCC Came out today Saying the world is on fire And you want to drive your car around And just belittle cyclists My what, god Saoirse, What did how you dare say you? to
3: me Earlier on It's too late
2: It's too late We're, we're over the hump Just enjoy yourselves The exactly. world's on fire There's no saving it so now So
3: ban cyclists If they're not going to make a difference Ban them we have to.
2: So we have to ban cycling. So we're all going to go back to big, like, four-litre petrol and diesel cars. Yeah. Should I, yeah well, to be honest with you, is that a better option? If we speed up our own extinction so the world can heal quicker that's when we're gone? That's what
3: I'm trying to say.
2: Yeah, like, it's like pulling the plaster off quickly, isn't it? There's no point in us being all like, Ooh, another few years, let's try a minute. we We're doomed.
3: Is it not more painful when you do it
2: slowly? It is more painful. So that's what you do. Get a load of cans of links. Just put them out the window for the rest of the evening. Um, turn the heating on putting the air con on, leave the car running overnight and let's just speed up the heating up process so Mother Earth can kick us off sooner and she can get back to fixing things because we certainly can't do it.
3: We can't do it. No.
2: Yeah, so uh, we're here. We're we're environmentalists in the way that the only way the Earth's going to get back to proper order is when we're gone.
3: So get rid of that cycle lane on Sandy (laughs) Main Strand now and... Put the speed limit up again.
2: <laughs> Turn it into a drag racing strip. Ridiculous. Turn it into a drag racing strip, right? Ireland's first ever drag racing strip. There's a huge need for something like that, for lads to take their Honda Civics and their nice souped up GTIs to go and race. And there's loads of oddies floating around the place as well that need Perfect. a bit of a stretch. A straight out line. Yeah. What's it, a the quarter mile races. Fast and Furious style. Dublin style. Who
3: do we go
2: to with this? Who do we go to for this? Oh, I tell you what we do. We book... This proposal. We, we book... We book a big event in the Merrion Hotel. Yeah. And we invite a few of the head honchos. And then we get done. That's how we do things Who around the head here. honchos. I don't know. Simon, Leo. Who's the minister for transport? A few of the lads. Uh, is Shane Ross the minister for transport? He loves a good photo. We'll get him in a photo. Job done. And we'll have a drag racing lane out instead of the cycle lane.
3: I wonder if any of them yeah. will be into that. What? Secretly they probably are, but they can't yeah. say it.
2: Yeah. So there we go. Uh,
3: anyway. Alan has come back with his uh, butterfly effect
2: story oh good we're going to need a a while to read that wow that that is
3: an, an essay it's an essay
2: yeah um Sharon someone doesn't want to be named and I always like messages where people are like please please do
3: not name me that's fine we will not
2: I want to shred my old job I wasted oh no I wasted years of my life working for a company that didn't respect me or my family circumstances unfortunately Sharon that's every company Not
3: every company now (laughs) Not every Not every company
2: Comfort 9 to 5
3: Some places make your life hell
2: And and other places Make your life
3: No they don't make your life Good or better Or help you in any way But you know They're more tolerable
2: Okay she continues Sharon Then out of the blue They made up lies And moved me As far as they possibly could To make it really difficult For me to get to work And care for a vulnerable Family member At the same time So can we shred My old employers please Oh my I god.
3: like the I like the last line. Oh my god! I'm onto yeah. bigger and brighter things.
2: Oh yeah,
3: that's good to hear. Good to hear. Horrible.
2: Oh, mystery, mystery, Sharon. We will shred them, 100 percent. Yeah. Nothing I, worse. I
3: hate being treated badly by others.
2: No, and especially, especially when you're especially in work when they're like, "Oh, you never do anything for us, and you're like.
3: And you might just be there because you have to pay bills and all the rest of it. You don't want to be there in the first place and then they're making it more difficult and wreaks havoc on your mental health.
2: Do you know, it's awful. Yeah. Do you know what I was... I oh, was uh, What had popped up on my YouTube what? was uh, a talk by a guy who's written a book on how to deal with assholes in work.
3: Is it... What's What's that book called? The famous one? The Art of Not Giving an F?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't that one. Oh. It was a specific book written by like some psychologist who was dealing with people who were just... Because in you know, other words, st- workplace stress isn't... It's usually to do with one person in work. Yeah. It's not to do with the type of work. You can do the work if you're let do the work. It's supposed by a psycho manager or someone breathing down your neck or just making your life hell. And it was like, how do you deal with that person if you can't exactly quit your job because you might be in a situation where rent or kids or the whole thing, right? And uh, one of the interesting things that he found was that the further away from the asshole you get, the better you'll be. So if you can get... 150 foot away from the person that's making your life a living hell your life will drastically improve because they won't be talking to you as much and they won't be near you as much now maybe some offices aren't that big and you can't get that room
3: now look where we are
2: oh remotely zoom calls and
3: people are on your case constantly
2: but you know what I found as well if you're on zoom calls or phone calls turn the volume down
3: I know but it's more one on one do you know what I mean
2: but just turn the volume down turn the opacity down on your screen so you can barely see them barely hear them this is great and then the other thing if you work with a toxic asshole mm. you are far more likely to become a toxic asshole as well so you've got to totally. get away as as far away as possible yeah. so if you're in a big office ask to move to a different room
3: if you're a really nice person and you just want to do your job and yep. you know you went in all bubbly and all the rest of it and people are negative around you you're going to be negative because it's just a ripple effect yeah. uh, can I shred people who push what? who push bicycles
2: push drugs onto kids yeah of course public you
3: can I live in a rural area neither is a viable option for me in the long run and driving is my only option
2: oh he, well, you want to push cyclists oh sorry
3: yeah can I shred people who push bicycles slash public transport as the only viable option because oh, this yeah, person yeah. is too far away
2: yeah no I love that no it should, it should be it's its really grand the, the bicycle agenda and stuff like that is usually for people in Stony Batter or Ranla or you know Grand Canal who can just saunter into work and it's like happy days yeah this is fine why can't everyone cycle guys why are everyone cycling because we all don't live in the city centre okay? no we don't we all don't live out by the beach or by the canal
3: can you not just get a train yeah I live two hours from the train so no, I can't I'm commuting
2: from Atlone. I can't do it yeah. Although could you get a train from Atlone? You can't can.
3: Yeah I know But you might not live near the train station And that would require driving yeah, there you go You know it's just messy uh, Who was get... that from
2: by the way Did you get a message Was that there a was name i that in,
3: That was in from doo,
2: doo, doo. Oh that. Oh, sorry that's from Veronica
3: Veronica, Veronica. Yeah. Uh, Now this one's heavy I won't name <laughs> I won't name you just because You know
2: <laughs> Name him for the crack
3: <laughs> Okay Craig Can I shred my father you could be any Craig. Let's be honest. Can I shred my father because he doesn't care about me or my family since he left eleven years ago?
2: Now he did throw in a smiley, laughy face. So I'm not just being completely inappropriately laughing here. He did. He, we'll shred him.
3: We're shredding him. Yeah. Um. There are some.
2: Like ironically, like if we were on air, like maybe his dad eleven years ago shred his family. <laughs> I've had I'm gone. Of his, See
3: you oh, later, I bye.
0: <laughs> air,
2: lads. Craig, you're on your own. There Take are it easy. there
3: are some men and some women. Who <laughs> should not be parents, okay? Oh, okay. Believe me, I. I yeah. <laughs> there's some fantastic dads and mothers. No, there's not. Mothers. None
2: of them are. They're all terrible. Stick with your hating, hating cyclists and men agenda, Sergio, okay?
3: I love men. What are you talking about? I love men too much. That's my problem. Right? I'm only surrounded by lovely, genuine men, including yourself. Really, Sergio? Mm. Yeah?
2: Mm. I don't know about that. How dare you? I don't know about that, <laughs> Anyway, Go on, blow your horn again. <laughs> once oh, oh, is enough, and then I'm done. and roll over and go to sleep now. A bit tired. <laughs> Listen. Uh, all right, on the way next, we have to go to the first ever Irish comedian who's getting their stand-up special distributed across the world on Amazon Prime. Uh, Ross Brown, you'll have known him from, you'll have seen him on uh, the TV show, the prank TV show, The Fear, a few years ago. He was also on The Young Offenders. His has uh, sketches and his online comedy... Stuff has been viewed by about, you know, 50 million people. Hugely successful. Now, the first comedian to ever get, Irish comedian, to get a stand-up special on Amazon Prime. It's going to be a really... Very, very soon. And he's going to be joining us next to tell you a little bit more about uh, the details, where you can watch it, and how he managed to do that. That's up next here on Room
0: 104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104.
2: It's Cormac and Sersha here on Room 104. Now, we're delighted to be joined by somebody who's, um, I suppose you could say, making history when it comes to Irish comedians uh, and having their specials sent all over the world. You'll have seen this guy popping up in The Young Offenders. You'll have seen him on The Fear. You've probably seen him online at some stage because his online sketches and his online prank calls and his online content. Comedy has been viewed, oh, I don't know, about 50 million times. Uh, I think at one stage he nearly pranked, uh, if I remember correctly, there was a government press conference that he was fake sign languaging to and got himself in an awful lot of trouble. But anyway, he joined us now to talk about his brand new release, which is getting global distribution uh, in about a week or so. Mr Ross sir, how are you? What's the
1: crack, how are you getting on?
3: Do you know what, when we talk to someone like you, we go, you know, during lockdown we have done sweet F all, myself and Cormac. And you, on the <laughs> other hand, have been
1: actually quite busy Uh, I have well I mean we're all doing radio so we're kind of we're in the same boat where like we're in this kind of bittersweet thing where we feel like everything is after closing down but yet we're still like you know doing our day-to-day stuff um, I haven't gigged in 18 months or 20 months which is scary to think of because I'm trying to figure out if I can still talk <laughs> with a microphone on a stage with one of the people uh, and, and you haven't done it, you, you, you gig as well Cormac you haven't done a gig in probably 20 months either have you?
2: No it's been weird it's been frustratingly strange at the same time so it is and I know there's a there's a couple of gigs starting to creep back up outdoor gigs I was chatting to a few um, was, I can't remember where they've been happening around here but again a few of the lads are all like uh, how
1: do we do this again? Yeah And I think, I think there will be a period of where people are kind of, I think audiences will be, will be, will be happy just to be watching comedy and also very forgiving going, we're, we're with you, lads, until you figure this out again.
2: <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a, relearning how to, how to ride the old bike. We'll be like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fine. We're just happy to be out and you can do what you want on the stage. And, yeah, let, and, let you
1: bring the punchlines whenever you figure them out. Yeah,
2: it'll be work in progress for the next 18 months anyway. No, but, but, uh, but listen, this is great news for, for us because you've got um, a stand-up special which is going on Amazon Prime. I believe. And is this what I'd be correct and right in saying that this would be the first Irish comic to be signed to a deal to get pushed out
1: across Amazon Prime? Uh, yeah. So the company that I signed a deal with are called uh, Comedy Dynamics and they're based over in L.A. And they basically make every special. Basically, you scroll through Netflix stand up and that's all of that's everybody like they do. Bill Burr, Kevin Hart, uh, Eliza Schlesinger, Ars- Arsenio Hall, Aziz Ansari, Ali Wong, like you name um Joe Rogan Everybody So Tom Segura So you name a comedian They're the biggest Distribution and production uh, Company for comedy In the world So they then distribute it To all different Mm. places Uh, And Amazon is kind of The one that a lot of comedians Are going to Like Jim Gaffigan Had a very similar deal To what I have now Well in terms of the release I'm not sure about I'm not sure about The Spondulas But he did, but he did the same release in terms of it was available everywhere to purchase or rent. And then also on Amazon Prime, which is huge. Like for me, that's for me, it was always go into HMV and buy your DVD or see your DVD on the shelves. Those days are kind of past us almost. Um, Although it still would be a nice little thing. But the new thing now is to see your your little thumbnail on a proper streaming service. So for me, it's it's. It's mind blowing, you know. And if uh, my imposter syndrome is up to a thousand at the moment, because I'm going, they're going to figure out. They think I'm Des Bishop. Or <laughs> they're 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 going to figure out that we, we've we we've we've crossed the wrong team. We've dotted the wrong eye. All of a sudden, I'll do all this press and it'll be taken away from me. So I'm trying to kind of acclimate to this, but it's a very strange place to be in because whatever I've done before, this feels like it's another tier up or whatever. It feels like it's a totally different world as P- American PR companies getting on to me to do podcasts and interviews and it just feels very alien. So I'm going to have to slow down when I'm speaking to the Yanks.
3: Were you working on this? Like, were you hoping that this would happen or is it? Has it taken you by
1: surprise? I went out to L.A. with Upriser, uh, which are uh, a company that I hooked up with over here and a director called Dylan Owens. And we went over to L.A. and we met a lot of people and kind of just had loads of different interviews. And then we met a guy called Craig Garfinkel, who Produced and directed one of Dane Cook's specials, two of them, actually, uh, and went into his house and he had platinum records for Dane Cook specials on his walls. And I was like, we've got to make this guy like us. So mm-hmm. he did. And he agreed to produce my next special, which was going to be, uh, which was filmed in the Opera House in 20, where what year are we in now? 2019, uh, March of 2019. And then we kind of just, we, we filmed it speculatively. And then we went and kind of shopped it out around America using Craig's contacts and Dylan's contacts. And then we landed with Comedy Dynamics and they were like, we love it. We'll take it. Let's get it out there. So it was a big punt on everyone's uh, kind of you know. For the three of us, we kind of we kind of went let's let's go all in, all chips in, in the middle of the table. But it paid off, luckily. So
2: I don't know where you got this. Kind of ambition and confidence from because being Irish, you have to be a lot more self-deprecating. Going, now this is shite it'll never work, and we should just hide this. Put that on, put that in the bin, and that's the only place it's going.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm having trouble when people are congratulating me over the last two or three days because the news has kind of come out in a few different places, and uh, I'm doing the usual. I'm doing the Asher ah, sure, look, the, keeping the wolf away <laughs> from the door, and Asher, ah, sure, I could be dead in the morning. <laughs> so I have to work on that because I think there's only so. Uh, Americans will take it literally, and when I say yeah. Asher. I'm only blagging. They'll go. Well, maybe, maybe we shouldn't watch. So I need to kind of do the whole. Thank you. You're so kind. I'm, I'm over the moon. You should definitely check it out. I need to be a little bit harder with my
2: selling. Um, a friend of mine was working in events over here, and and said the culture shock. He was doing like the, the exact same event that was in Dublin. He did in New York, and he just said he liked that. If you were nice to people, they just railroad you. It was like, would you mind? Um, I'm trying to organize an event for blah blah blah. and He said he got shafted because people over there, completely different, need a bit more direction a bit more assertiveness a bit more no, no 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 you need to do this this and this otherwise the, the, the shit's going to hit the fan and we're not going to make this happen alright as opposed to trying to be sound That uh, and he just said he had, a, he had a horrible time over there and you know he, he, he was brilliant at his job over here like making stupid money over here went to New York to do his first ever event and it, he fell flat on his face just because everyone no one took him seriously
1: Yeah do you know what if you go to America I've, I've only recently realised this that it, when I went to LA with with the lads uh, I got a couple of gigs over there as well I had to obviously I can't go anywhere unless, if there's a comment Club without doing gigs, so I was lucky enough to get into the laughter factory in LA, which is huge, it's like, yeah. Like. The comedy Store, Improv and the Laughter Factory. So I got in there. The, the two lads did all the, like Dylan was bigging me up going, this guy's like the biggest guy in Ireland. He's about to break and all this stuff. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, sure, he'll tell you. <laughs> so I was saying nothing. But what I realized was that from, from hanging around and going to, out to different hotels and different bars and different events and stuff like that, I realized if you're Irish and you can at least pull off a little bit of that American confidence, if you can give a little bit of gusto, they absolutely eat it up. Like all I heard from the audience after the gig while I was standing in the shadows was uh, the Irish guy. They just kept the Irish guy And I got a standing ovation Walking on This guy's come All the way from Ireland And immediately And I was like Well if I don't get one Walking off It means that Where I'm from Is funnier than who I am <laughs> So it's, it's, it's mad And I, I kind of I turned to the lads Like we We blagged our way To uh, having drinks With Billy Bob Thornton Over there uh-huh. Because they were Kicking us out of The smoking area Of a hotel Because uh, Billy wants His privacy Mr. Thornton wants his privacy. The bouncers were saying, we we're like, are you closing? And we we're like there with a fag, are you closing? And they were like, no, Mr. Thornton wants his privacy. we were like, who's Mr. Thornton? And the man pointed over and Billy Bob's in, sitting in the corner and the guy next to me went, Billy! Billy! <laughs> and Billy came over and he goes, you were in the gig. He was your band. And we were chatting. He wasn't. He was completely lying, but he made up this story that we were chatting at the bar, man. Yeah, we were telling us all about the gigs and you're having a great time. And Billy Bob Thornton said, "I do remember you because Americans can't." Uh, and we got invited over and sat down with Billy Bob Thornton for twenty minutes having the chats. So I was going, "If you're Irish, you'll just—it's like currency over there, hmm. where you'll just walk in and out of anywhere." And it's—it's—we and we've, we we've, we have it all over the world, but I think over there, particularly, like there's a there was an Irish comedy night in the, in the Laugh Factory, and I looked at the lineup for the Tuesday night gig, and it was a guy called Ira Goldberg. It was a guy <laughs> called like Len- Lenny Schmolzen. And then there was uh, two guys like Leroy Johnson. So it was like two Jewish guys, two black guys, and then just a normal white American guy whose ancestor might have seen a potato. And like they were like, it's Irish night. And I was like, if a real like born in Ireland, Irish person was over there, you would just rake it in, yeah. you know? So I think I need to work on that confidence thing in terms of selling myself. And then hopefully the accent and the lack of uh, my IQ will kind of fill in the stereotype gap. And they'd be like, he's exactly what. This.
3: <laughs> Jesus, don't be giving all your um, ideas away. People will be flying just, over there. Be
1: lads over there in six months' time, dressed up as boxes of cereal and everything, trying to get.
2: <laughs> writing down a few notes here as well. Going over is the, the Lucky Charms Hour special. You know, you'd be like, job done, literally dressing up as a leprechaun. Um, but that's class. So, I mean, what happens from here, I suppose? We, we had a
1: Zoom call last week with all of the heads of their departments and the PR people and an external PR person. And it's a. I didn't realise it was getting a full release. This is how unprepared and how I don't listen. I thought they were just releasing the audio album, like on Spotify and iTunes and stuff. And then I sat down for the Zoom call and said, no, we're doing a full worldwide release on this. And then they started dropping Amazon Prime and stuff. I mean, I was like... Alright and then they were like okay this is our PR person we're going to get you podcasts and interviews in america blah blah, blah. so i i'm still just trying to kind of find my feet with that whole thing um i think somebody forgot to tell me that's what i'm that's what i'm saying because i was definitely listening to all the conversations so i don't know i'm literally just following their guidance now because they are so good at what they do, and they're so good at getting the specials out there and getting the word out there that I'm look. I am a pawn. I'm I'm at yeah. your I'm at your disposal for as long as you need me. Um, and it's just it's just get it out there, get as many eyes on it as I possibly can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm proud of it. It's a really good show. I was really happy with it, and it's see. I'm working on the confidence. There it's a, you go, it's a, good man. It's an amazing show, guys. You yeah. gotta check it out.
2: I mean, we're still in Ireland. We won't broadcast that bit now. You know, we'll have to scale it back for the. <laughs>
1: I was told I'm going to be put in for the Grammys because if you have a comedy album, you're automatically put in for the Grammys. And, you know, if Dave Chappelle falls asleep for a year, then there might be a chance of me coming in fourth. Because they might as well just call it the Chappelle Award at this stage. I mean, who's going to yeah. beat Chappelle, you know? Yeah, so but, but listen, I mean, again, words like that, I kind of started listening again. I was like, well, Grammys, you know, so um, it's just it's bonkers. But yeah, August 17th, all over the world in Ireland, you can get it. You can buy it or rent it on Vimeo. And then if you have Amazon Prime to, uh, Video, you can stream it.
2: Job done. So August 17th is in eight days. So it'll be what, Tuesday, tomorrow week is that correct yeah tomorrow week so tomorrow week if you're on Amazon Prime tomorrow week you can go uh, see Ross Brown up on the screen there was a little th- thumbnail go in and click it Lord knows we need a little bit more comedy than, than misery over the last uh, while anyway and um, this man
1: the specialist called you know what I mean
3: such an Irish saying I'm like I saw that and was like yeah that is a perfect
1: name yeah because I'm so desperate for, for acceptance that I just have to keep asking the audience you know what I mean have I lost you <laughs> am I not funny anymore can we, you yeah. know, are you going to ask for your money back so yeah it's again it's the, the Irish self-deprecation oh
2: amazing so it's, it's guaranteed Irish we'll have that guaranteed Irish sticker on the front of it anyway but uh, again uh, August 17th it's tomorrow week Tuesday evening perfect for a Tuesday night if you have Amazon Prime job done you can go and stream it um, I mean like is this your big ticket out of here do you think because I mean are you going to be full-time gig in the next year and I know you're you, Ross has a, a co-host of a breakfast show down in Cork as well like is is this the plan now without telling them just kind of say sorry I'm in LA and I'm touring for the rest of my life good luck see you bye
1: I've got four kids. I wouldn't be able to like, I'd have to have 12 specials to afford just the plane ticket over to America with all of my baggage, both physical and emotional. <laughs> so I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully committed to staying in Ireland. Um, I like the, I, 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 I work with a guy who says the best thing to do is to find a nice place to live, pr- preferably home in Ireland. And then whenever you're needed to go over and do work or to collect a cheque, fly in, fly out. And he was like, if you could sort that out, he said, that is living the dream. So I was like, very clever. The whole Irish comedy scene, what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and, we've got our foot in the door now with American comedy. We're going to try and wedge that open a little bit and start opening it wider to get, the likes of You know Fred Cooks Chris Kent's, Eric Lawlers Geroad um, Alison Spittles Get all those people through yeah. Because there's so much Untapped talent That just wouldn't be seen In America at all So that's the whole idea For myself and Upriser Is to try and kind of Cultivate this This kind of space So that Irish comedians Can get specials And can you know Be on you know Lineups that end up On Amazon and stuff like that So um, the, you know There's part of it That's selfish for me But there's also Part of us going Actually we we can this, There's room for all of us So we can all get A nice bit of work out of it And a nice bit of exposure For our and uh, get get those yanks over here to spend their money over here cuz that's really what it's about
2: 100% that's the only reason we we want a comedy pipeline underneath the Atlantic and then we'll ship them all over for 14 euro pints in Temple Bar and 20 euro comedy tickets it'll be unbelievable uh, but listen Ross again huge success huge congratulations well done uh, tomorrow week the 17th of August Ross uh, Brown do you know what I mean Amazon Prime and other places where you can download it uh, your social media handles before we let you go where can people find you and stalk you and all, this, all the
1: Ross Brown it has an E at the end uh, so that's 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 one thing Uh, And it's it's probably it's either at Ross Brown or at only Ross Brown. It's one of those two or or at Ross Brown official. I haven't really striped. That's another thing I need to work on is the streamlining of my social media across platforms: Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and whatever's left of Facebook after Mark Zuckerberg picked up a glass wrong. Uh, That's pretty much it. So my YouTube was suspended because apparently I didn't flag something as not being suitable for kids. So I think it was uh, I think it was me swearing or something. So for for the moment, just those four. Never mind YouTube. They're too sensitive. Oh no, they're selling it. They're selling my special YouTube. I'm sorry, I need to rectify my own screening of my own material, but fair play to you. <laughs> See, I'm, a, I'm I'm a shill now. I've sold out. But isn't it great? It's full circle now because I was telling you only about seven months ago about my worst gig of all time. And now at least there's a nice bit of news at the end of it.
2: Uh, Ross Brown, very best of luck. Congratulations. It's going to be... Uh, uh, the start of something, as you said, uh, even bigger for for yourself and for the rest of Irish comedy over here. So fair
1: play to you, sir, and thanks a million for popping on FM 104. Thanks. It's probably just the peak I've done. Um, it's all down now from here. Yeah, nice.
2: uh, not not a bad place to come down from, sir. Anyway, thanks for popping on. Post Malone on the way. Ed Sheeran though. Bad habits next here on Room 104.
0: You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. I saw the weirdest
2: thing in the news today that sadly could be used over here, but you know the way you're allowed. What like four. 40,000 at the gaff final you're allowed 200 people outside you're, you're allowed I don't know they keep changing the rules but the one thing that they've been consistent on is that if you're having a baby your husband's not allowed in for half of the scans oh yeah and there's a lot of lads now, just sitting in, down fairness, in the car going what's going on
3: there has been times and there has been uh, occasions when people have gotten pregnant uh maybe they don't know who the dad is so maybe it's not him so what I'm saying is that maybe you know he wasn't around her all that much
2: so I was just it be it's, not, it's not an issue for the lads who can't go into the it rotunda with them.
3: It wouldn't be safe for that for some men to be going in the rotunda because they're not the dad.
2: <laughs> do you know? You just don't know. I, well, for for those people who definitely one hundred percent do know, right?
3: Now nobody ever knows. I'm
2: telling you. Okay, let's just let's just say like ninety five percent of the lads sitting in the car parks outside the maternity hospitals know. All right, let's say they know. Let's now, just presume they do, know.
3: Do you know the milkman?
2: Listen, the milkman or it, the postman. Fair play to him; he's, he's doing his rounds now, and you know you can't get away with that stuff because people are working from home anymore. Some, all right, some some people aren't. Anyway, you know the way they're not allowed in.
3: But yeah, no, no, yeah.
2: And it's obviously very frustrating and very very confusing Horrendous. and very, very 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 bad for a lot of people who are in that situation and they've just been left out on their own. It's kind of like, well, this is shit, and they've been completely ignored and forgotten about. And the hospitals are being a bit inconsistent, and there weird, and blah blah blah. Could
3: be someone listening right now outside the rotunda or Hollow Street. In that situation
2: You could be And you could be there for hours And you don't know what's going on And you've been dicked over For the last while Over in Japan yeah. Right Japanese culture is very Some of it's very odd What I mean is like You know like t- t- Do you remember Takeshi's Castle? Yeah That game show was always very weird They have things like the, uh, the uh, They have a restaurant Or a cafe That's inspired by toilets Where you sit on the toilet It's not working But your seat is a toilet And it's all like Poo inspired food that Not made it But looks like it Mad stuff They have weird
3: game shows And stuff yeah
2: all all a bit odd and eccentric right 14 years ago a woman set up a company where if you can't get to the birth of your child or because you know you can't travel to to see your grandchild or you can't travel to see your niece or your nephew right yeah they will create a bag of rice that weighs the exact same as a newborn child and they will print the face of the baby on the bag of rice put it in a blanket and deliver it to you so you can hold and cuddle the baby, and it'll be the exact same weight as when the baby was born, and you can look down, stare into its face.
3: You can stare at the rice.
2: No, 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 no. It's a bag of rice that weighs the same as your child, but the face is printed on the back.
3: I know, but you're, you're staring at the rice. No, you're, no, no. You're you, staring at a bag of rice with a face on it.
2: You're staring at a bag of rice with a face on it, yeah.
3: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out.
2: Look! Look at the picture. I'm showing the picture now, and it's all done up like um, it's in a little baby grow or something. It's in a little thing, and it's all sealed up.
3: That is the most terrifying thing I have ever seen in my whole entire life.
2: We could do it with a bag of potatoes. Call it baby potatoes, and then you know we just deliver the pota- baby spud. <laughs> baby spuds. <spoons. Aww. laughs> So if your parents can't go in and see the kid because this country's in absolute bits, the next best thing is that you take a picture of the baby's face, you print it off onto a bag of potatoes that weigh the exact same weight as your child does, and you send it off to those who people who can't be there, and they can try and imagine that they're holding and cradling and hugging your newborn baby. Now, can you just imagine,
3: right, your partner in having your baby, particularly your first baby,
2: yeah,
3: and... A midwife comes out with a bag of rice with your child's <laughs> face on it. Would you not want to throw that bloody thing he would, yeah. You would, yeah.
2: You'd put a brick in it and you'd throw it through uh, we'll Simon Harris's uh, front window. Office front window. Not home front window. We'll throw it through your office we'll be sound. Minister for Health.
3: You'd literally go, he's not the Minister for Health, but yeah, you'd actually go mad.
2: Oh, he was. Who's sure. the Minister for Health now? Is it Stephen? Stephen Donnelly. Yeah, there we go. Stephen's office window. I just thought it was terrifying. One, it's... it's but they apparently love it over there. So they love it over there. So if if your grandparents, and they've, this has been going on for years, not just during the pandemic, right? Um, So it's been going on for years. So if they couldn't get back or they had moved away to, let's say, uh, your kids had moved away to America. So you can't see your grandkids and whatever. They will post them back to the parents. And then the parents will be able to hold them and just feel the way to the baby. And be all like, oh, this is, this is lovely. This is cute. So it's a bit more tactile than then just a Zoom call. Which is giving me an idea, you could probably replace the thing with a screen or at least tape a phone to it and then just video call the baby. And then you'd have the weight, which would be the exact weight of the baby. It'd be in a little blanket and you'd be able to see the kid's face properly in real time.
3: It's just so weird. Also, don't It's really funny. Like back when we were born.
2: Yeah.
3: my My dad wasn't there. He was in the pub. Yeah. He went to celebrate. He was like, let me know when the baby's born. I'm gonna go out with the lads. Yeah, and I'll see you next week.
2: My uncle was in America following the Irish team at USA '94, yeah. was Mr. and that was normal back then. Named the child Jack yeah. after Jack. Like he was
3: proud and he was happy out, but he was yeah. with the lads. Do you know, <laughs> now it's like it's just a disgrace that the dads can't be there.
2: But I'd say your mother probably would have appreciated a bit of help. And did she have anyone else th- with her? No, nope. you know?
3: just on her own. On her own, yeah. Five kids a bit rough that was just the way well, she
2: unless she was well, by the time you came along She's she was real in real actually old school what though, was I think on. she,
3: she kind of is like yeah. why the? Why do they need to see
2: that oh is she like oh it doesn't matter no you have to be there it's a,
3: it's a team effort oh no effort I now. totally agree that effort, you, you have to be there
2: Yeah. I don't know I don't know if anyone would be up for that right now if you if you set up that baby spud business now over here I think people would be a little bit annoyed
3: yeah I think just um, maybe sort out the uh, situation first yeah
2: before we go into the whole bag of rice babies yeah It's really really weird they're also doing this not only for newborns but if you're getting married the wedding the bride and groom are now sending a bag of rice of themselves to the parents with pictures of them when they were kids as a thank you for thank you for bringing us into the world that's bizarre it's really weird isn't
3: it I'm not okay with that
2: no you wouldn't you wouldn't go for a a baby bag of rice no
3: I actually find that like angers me (laughs)
2: But I said, this isn't just out of the pandemic. The woman has been doing this for 14 years. She got the idea when her grandparents couldn't come down and see her kid for whatever reason, she sent it up to them. And then they were like, that's a great idea.
3: Like, if you can be satisfied holding your bag of rice... I'm, I'm thinking that that's your baby but it, or... is, it
2: is better than a picture you can send a picture of the baby and like aw but now you get a better idea of how heavy it is so the rice is the exact weight you were when you were born you print your face on it cute little baby face you put it in it, wrap it in a towel little baby grow and you send it up and you're like no, oh. it's creepy it is creepy but again it's better than a picture a picture is like that's fine very two dimensional very lifeless a bag of rice and who knows maybe you, you eat the rice afterwards and you have dinner
3: I was thinking that is that dinner then?
2: it probably, probably is if you're stuck I suppose very
3: strange you're eating your baby afterwards all types of wrongs
2: yeah but again over in Japan the demand for this during the pandemic exploded obviously because travel restrictions were in place lockdown restrictions were in place similar situation uh, people were having babies on their own or their parents couldn't be there couldn't see because of lockdown so they were just sending these all over the place and they were like this is better than a photo
3: are we the only country that is not allowing partners fun?
2: yeah we are not allowing fun or important things but the guy can go ahead
3: So partners still cannot enter.
2: I'm not 100% sure on it, but I know it's up to the hospitals. Each individual hospital can determine what they're doing with the whole letting the outlaws in. Letting the fathers in.
3: That is bizarre.
2: It's weird, yeah.
3: Like, it makes no sense.
2: I don't know. I don't know. But now you can have... uh,
3: You can can have dinner with six people. Yeah. Uh, You can go, uh, like, if you're staying in a hotel. Yeah. Six people. You can go...
2: You can go inside the bulbs now if you're fully vaccinated. Go watch the old Co-Park lads job done. But
3: you can't I'm go in and see hitting.
2: the birth of your... Tr-
3: but I, I know you, you can't get that back. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, you can't know, get that experience back.
2: I know um, obviously this is horrible for, for mothers. I don't know. I presume it is I'm not going to pretend as if I know. But you know you're there on your own especially for your first you'd probably be really overwhelmed and don't know what's going on. Of course. And that's got to be traumatising and traumatic but I imagine there's some lads some lads just want to sit in the pub and want to ignore the whole thing I imagine there's some fathers to be out there that would really really want to be there for the birth of their first child and now they can't be
3: 100% Uh, now Alan has thrown in a bit of a joke here
2: oh good come on Alan we we like a joke a a comedic quip
3: (laughs) the father is not allowed in but Uncle Ben is rice Uncle Ben
2: Oh. Did you get it? Yeah. Uncle Ben Rice. Yeah. They banned Uncle Ben Rice now? That was cancelled, lads? Are you not staying up on your things that weren't cancelled? Uncle Ben Rice? Yeah. What do you mean? Uncle Ben's been cancelled. It's not called Uncle Ben's anymore. What's it called? I don't know. I think it's just Ben's. Ben's? Ben's Rice. Uncle Ben. Do you, not, do you remember the whole controversy over Uncle Ben? No. Because it was a racist, slave-type slur. Uncle Ben, the uncle was working the fields. So you're not allowed to call it Uncle Ben anymore. So it's changed to Ben. I th- I think... Just, just Ben's rice How The new strange. sponsor Of the jam
3: I I am sure I only buy Uncle Ben's rice
2: Yeah do no, There was a big Hullabaloo over that Last year well,
3: That's ridiculous Why?
2: Because uncle Was a derogatory term For slaves Yeah but like
3: If you're buying rice And I'm buying rice That's not what you're thinking of Do you know what I, I mean? I know yeah It's just rice You can say that about anything
2: Yeah I know Now someone wants to Cancel the word curry as well
0: you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104.
3: Yeah,
2: it's like when there's been a big crash and something's happened and the police are hunting them down and it's just like, oh, you know what? Go, go before they get here. And I was like, what? No, go, run.
3: I was thinking more of the plane had crashed.
2: Oh, and everyone's and there's dead. Smoke, and it was yeah.
3: just eerie, and there's bodies everywhere, and then it cuts to the last person standing. There's one person on the plane alive. End. <laughs>
2: Uh, does that set up the sequel then?
3: Yeah, that's it then. Oh, yep. I
2: like it then. It fade to black. Exactly. Nice.
3: So there's room there for Christopher Nolan to jump on. With a few booms. Bwom. Want to do that again? Boom.
2: Don't think we'll be getting any voiceover work for booms anytime soon, Saoirse. <laughs> uh No. Um, if you live in Hoth, Scaries, Balbrigan, anywhere along the coast, apparently you're being tormented regularly. By seagulls. Now, not physically coming and attacking you in the face, just screaming in the middle of the night or five, six, seven o'clock in the morning, waking up and ruining your sleep.
3: Seagulls. Now, I have no issues with seagulls. They've never come near me. I've never really seen a seagull. Okay, I've seen seagulls, but like, not much.
2: The seagulls are so bad, they are taking over the boardwalk in town. All the lads that are down there drinking and having a party, the seagulls are coming up going, shh, get out. Really? Boxing head off. Them, I yeah. need
3: to go and check these out.
2: Have you never been sitting anywhere in town having food and the seagull's just like, I'm, I'm actually taking it, I do not care.
3: The only time I do remember a seagull was when I was with my friend who had a two-year-old baby.
2: And the seagull took the baby, yeah.
3: Now, when I mean it would have if we weren't there. <laughs> like, it was having none of us and it was walking towards the child who was eating at the time. Yeah. And... I got the pram and went to run at the seagull and it didn't move.
2: I remember where I used to go to uh, college. during my unemployed days. One of those, doing one of those unemployed courses that you do. Oh yeah. So they still keep giving you money and you try and get a job. And it was down in uh, NCI, which is in the IFSC there, it's on the Lewis line. Yeah. There's loads of little nice cafes around there for lunch. And the seagulls just don't care. They're all over the place down there. You'd be sitting outside and they'd just be rocking up, taking your food. Like flying down, landing on the table and just don't care.
3: Just like, give me
2: that. Just I'm taking it. Not even asking. you just, I'm, I'm taking that. And they're vicious, real aggro, real aggressive. I've seen people lose their burgers and their ice creams on Grafton Street where the seagulls just swooping down and going, good luck. Thank you. I'll have that. But now they seem to be moving into more uh, residential areas and causing havoc. And a couple of nights ago, there used to be birds. There's a tree outside my house. And there used to be birds in there that would start tweeting from like four or five. As soon as it gets bright, they're losing their minds, right? Yeah. But now they're gone. And I think they're gone is because seagulls have come in. <gasps> And I've taken over the place. But the seagulls just start screaming. Like, like so loud for so long. And you're like... W-?
3: Do your seagull impression. Ah! <laughs> no, not
2: too <laughs> so good. I don't think that's a good seagull one. Ah! ah. Is that a seagull? What's a seagull sound like?
3: See, that's not annoying. Isn't it? Quack, quack.
2: Quack, quack. That's a no, duck, quack. Saoirse. Quack, quack! The Southside Is it quack, 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 quack. Yeah, we're getting <laughs> you later on. Quacking, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, n- no, but like, like, not nice. As in, incredibly loud and incredibly piercing. Like, would it wake you up? Yeah, did several times. So, I the name I God is that? And then we were in the middle of the heatwave, and so you needed your windows open because it was very hot. And then they'd be outside screaming their heads off, and you couldn't get any sleep on either way. Because you were trying to and go and to them. I did. Yeah, rang the guards of seagulls out there That's, we do something better.
3: now if you had to pick between the kids or the seagulls seagulls really because you can
2: shoot them I don't know <gasps> what about you no
3: you cannot
2: <laughs> no you no cannot cares about the seagulls anyway anyway this is a massive problem but regardless of being moken up by seagulls what is the strangest weirdest annoying no- noise that you've been moken up by
3: now Mr. Marley has jumped in to say the guards
2: ah the sound of the police yeah banging the door down
3: don't know what it sounds like because that's never happened to me no thankfully that'd be an awkward one yeah it'd be a bit worrying like surely you'd know why they're there but if they were banging the door down and you didn't really know you did anything wrong yeah you'd be kind of scared to answer well what do you what did I do
2: well if the guards are banging the door down at 5am they're kicking it in aren't they they're not waiting for you to answer they're coming in regardless of whether you're awake or not yeah yeah when is the last time You've been raided by the cards 0, 8, 7, 6, 7, 9, 7, Um For what for For what for What for Uh 0, 8, 7, 6, 7, 9, 7, Oh try and have a fish and chips In Hoth No chance Yeah 100% I must try that now Have you never been out there like
3: I have obviously Yeah but not for ages Have I been For a Beshoffs Because that's the only chipper That is in Best yeah. Beshoffs I haven't had one in ages Like I haven't sat around On the pier or anything Maybe I'll do that
2: it's, yeah it's lethal One they swarm around All the bins all the time So even when you're Trying to throw something back They're all there Waiting for you But but vicious. would they
3: Take it out of your arms Yeah
2: Really Oh my god Okay 100% no problem I would all.
3: full on attack the, the seagull
2: You would be outnumbered In seconds They get all their mates around And they just lift you off And they could lift you off Because you're so tiny And just drop you out in the middle of the sea And go right go on
3: um, If they all got Actually a piece of my top And yeah.
2: lifted me off Like up. Five, five of them Could probably lift you off
3: That's terrifying Yeah Jesus
2: As soon as they figure that out We're all screwed um, so yeah, you know, what have you been woken up by? The guards, the seagulls, the neighbours going hammer and tong, their headboard banging off my wall at about six am. Oh, that happened me, Keith. Really? That not the neighbours, the housemates, and I just oh. I hate that. It gives me so much stress listening to that because in my house Cause you
3: get jealous because you are like it's not me. That's the only reason I'd no, be in I. No, I just
2: feel so awkward because the headboard in my place is paper thin. You can hear everything. I just. Oh, God. It's just wrong, isn't it? You shouldn't and have. And you shouldn't have
3: housemates. No, you shouldn't. You just shouldn't have
2: them. Yeah, it's just. I should feel be illegal. So awkward. So embarrassed. So oh, hate it. Hate yeah. it. So I think it's the worst sound you can be woken up to. Or drunk housemate sex that they're having beside you. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: gross. Yeah, that's true.
2: Oh, that's a good on the guard a helicopter.
3: Oh no, I like that. I'm always like,
2: what's just happening? You're nosy. What's happening? Uh, thanks for that, Christy. Christy, her head does be popping up going, what's going on? Yeah. But, Christy, was the guy, the helicopter, outside your gaff Like, Was it looking for you? Is that why I woke up? You were just like, off, oh, here they are again. What do you want?
3: Actually, no. I've just thought about like, the worst noise ever. Being woken up at 4 a.m. God. It was actually not that long ago. Jeez. Maybe a couple of months ago. The fire alarm in my building went off now what I mean it was like a heart attack Mm. I have never heard a noise as loud I am in a very deep sleep usually and I'm not going to lie it 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 woke me up in a shock but then I kind of incorporated into my dream in my sleep
2: oh I hate when that happens yeah
3: and then I was thinking oh well, like would it just stop and I was kind of giving out in my sleep as yeah. in just like what is that is that the smoke is that yeah, 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 what's going on and then I realised that everyone had left evacuated the building because of the fire except for me yeah uh, and then my neighbour had run back up the stairs and was banging on my door to wake me up went down eventually it was fine the neighbour downstairs let water run on the electrics
2: Oh, oh oh, that could still be dangerous Though was yeah, it? It was there wasn't dangerous. fire though it was just oh no, no, there out. was yeah oh was it yeah
3: his apartment was on fire
2: Um no no doing
3: he wasn't there though oh, oh. so he yeah. left the tap on or something anyway I was fine but that was the worst that happened to me in a hotel in London as well yeah during the night fire, fire alarm went off yeah it's a horrible horrible noise
2: yeah I suppose it's meant to be isn't it it's not meant to be relaxing
3: it is meant to be but ding, ding fire alarm I just relax. okay my one was a fire right but they were able to yeah you know look after that and stuff but you know when fire alarm goes off in a hotel and I think it's routine or it might be something in the kitchen mm. that they can control they don't need to let everyone in the building out like don't don't have me yeah. leave the building unless it's actually on yeah. fire
2: yeah this,
3: you know what happens? Ten minutes later they let you go back in?
2: Yeah. Well we were very it's a very Irish thing, isn't it? Especially in an office, it's like the fire alarm goes off and goes Ah
3: Go on, on out grand, yeah. On Wednesday grand. we test the fire. I'm like, yeah.
2: What? Yeah, it's like who cares? Whatever. We're not going out. Um right, that's a good one. Uh, 0876797104 Where does where does noise that has woken you up? Apart from the seagull noises, which if you've been living anywhere close to the sea, apparently you're having a nightmare. So Scaries hoth, Bell I was gonna say Belgium. If you're in Belgium, a huge problem over there, Balbriggan Sorry, bringing Scary's Hoth. Bray. Bray, swords. Where else might be pretty bad? Anywhere in the city centre as well is probably pretty bad. Anywhere around here or... Dunleary. The IFSC. I imagine, imagine Dunleary's in a bad way as well. Um, Your ma waking you up from the legs. What? Ryan. Ryan, what's going on, Ryan?
3: Ryan, are you trying to be disgusting?
2: Is it your ma coming in, shaking your legs, waking you up or shaking the quilt or is your ma coming in after night in legs in town and she's in absolute bits. Yeah. And she's legless. And she's like Rad Now my mum sure, snores.
3: Brian. I had to stay over night in a hotel with my mum last week for oh, my snores. sister's hen so and bad, she snores. Yeah. Like So tomorrow she also drinks what's that drink I told you about and I can't say it correctly? Smithicks Smithwicks, Smithwicks. Yeah Smithicks
2: Can I have a Smithwick's? She
3: drinks that So she's farting And she's snoring And she's just It's honestly It's horrendous
2: Have you ever woken yourself up From your own fart
3: No
2: yeah. Have you Yeah One gets out And you're just in that Half awake half asleep state oh And they fart And you're like What was that and You're like oh That was me farting waking myself up whoopsies 087-67-97-104. Uh, apart from seagulls now what has been the weirdest noise that you've ever been woken up to maybe it was the guard of helicopter maybe it was the guards like mr Marley maybe it was the room or the housemates or the neighbors getting a bit happy late at night and you just had to listen to the whole thing word for word and you're like please please make it stop let us know drop us in a whatsapp 087-67-971-104.